Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, I'm Rohit from LifeStillMastery.com and today we have Phil Nardle, who's the co-founder, managing director of Forefront Venture Partners, which is one of the largest and most active Angelist indicates where investors can invest along with Phil on the same terms in promising high growth startups. Uh, welcome to the show, Phil. Thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome. So, uh, you know, uh, I can, can talk about your journey, how, uh, uh, what you've done and, you know, how did you get to start into investing into startups? Sure. Uh, so I've been a, a serial entrepreneur for my whole life, and um, early on, I was fortunate enough to have a few very good exits, some profitable exits, and after I sold uh, one of my companies, uh, a few of my friends and family members started approaching me about investing in their companies and helping them with their companies, which I did, and um, so my my uh, angel investing really started many years ago when I started investing in companies that were started by friends and family members. And then it sort of spread from there to people I knew and companies I heard about. And eventually it became my full-time occupation where I really just focused uh, exclusively on early stage investing. Awesome. So, uh, you know, you run one of the one of the largest uh, angel list syndicates. So, so why did you choose angel list, and you know, why not create your own fund uh, and uh, you know, uh, run a run a VC fund? Oh, uh, are you? A- I'm sorry. Are you asking why we are uh, work through angel list instead sorry. of having a fund? That's right. Oh, AngelList makes it so much easier for us than than operating a fund by ourselves. AngelList takes care of a lot of the um, all the administrative tasks, the back end work. Um, they do all the legal um, sort of administrative uh, legal work in terms of forming entities and uh, collecting the funds from investors, um, all that kind of stuff. They just make it uh, so easy for us that. If we had our own fund, we would have to do all that, and so it's it's really a pleasure uh, working with them. Okay, and uh, you know how how many deals uh, have you syndicated till now uh, since since you've opened this? We syndicate? have, yeah, we have uh, syndicated forty eight companies, and we've done uh, more than one round for some of the companies. So probably a total of. Um, about maybe 63, 64 different rounds, but for 48 companies. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, what do you look for an entrepreneur when you decide to invest into them? Uh, are you, uh, do you come in as an early uh, stage or, or a later stage uh, seed, seed round? We invest in, in seed rounds and Series A rounds, so uh, pretty, pretty early on, uh, but we only invest in, in in post-revenue companies. So uh, in terms of what we look for in entrepreneurs, uh, that's uh, that can be a long, I can answer, I could spend a long time answering that, but basically we look for experience, industry experience, we look for uh, integrity, transparency, 
We want to see that they, they're willing to, to learn, that they're coachable, uh, that they have a real uh, a strong conviction and a vision for, for growing the company, and that they're solving a real problem. Those are some of the things. Okay, and, and uh, you, you know, you said that you look at companies post-revenue. Uh, so, you know, what sort of traction do you look for when you invest into an entrepreneur? Uh, do you think a, an entrepreneur who makes around fifteen twenty thousand dollars uh, in revenue per month would, you know, should approach you guys or uh, it has to be more than that? How, how do you determine, you know, what sort of revenue numbers are, are okay for you? We don't, we don't have any um, hard and fast rules about how much revenue, but um, I will say that it's, you know, I don't think we've invested in any companies that are generating less than about um, 20000 a month uh, U.S. in revenue. Um, but what we look for beyond that in terms of traction is that there's some early indication of product market fit and some early indication that the company has identified some scalable marketing channels. So those are important things for us that um, we try to look for early on. Okay, and, and how, do you, how do you generally get the deal flow? Uh, I know that you, you've been a serial entrepreneur. Uh, uh, and do, do you rely on your own relationships or do you actively go out for demo days or uh, you know, go to colleges and look for uh, for uh, young entrepreneurs. Uh, most of our deal flow comes from referrals, uh, referrals from other venture capitalists and uh, from from other investors and funders. People in our syndicate, our syndicate members, refer deals to us. But um, also, unlike unlike a lot of venture capitalists, we encourage company founders to contact us directly even without even without a referral um, but they should make sure that they they meet our criteria first don't don't contact us if you don't meet our investment criteria that's listed on our website but we do encourage a uh, cold uh, emails like that from founders okay and uh, you know uh, what I like about angel list is uh, you know you can you can start investing into 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 backing the syndicates and uh, you know along with other investors invest into 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 syndicates but uh, you know you know do you, you know uh, for for investors who listen to uh, who listen to this podcast would, would you advise them to uh, you know uh, invest into uh, AngelList syndicates and, you know, what, what, what would be the pros and cons of AngelList platform? Because you invest in very small amount, but uh, you, you don't, you don't look at getting onto the board uh, of a company, but, uh, uh, but are, are, the, are the returns decent uh, for, for, for an investor who's looking at investing uh, into these startup companies for a five to seven year horizon? I mean, I, I think you will, as the head of one of the largest Angelus syndicates, uh, syndicates, I'm a bit biased, but I think investing in startups through Angelus syndicates is an excellent way for angel investors to participate in this asset class. I mean, think about it. Syndicate leads like us, we source the deals for investors. We negotiate the terms for them. We do the due diligence. We do the legal work. We advise and mentor the companies and much more. And we do um, 
we, that's much more than you can than an individual investor could do on their own. And we do all of that, uh, and in the, in investors get to invest alongside of us on the same terms. And then they don't have to pay any management fees. The only fee that they pay is if they make a profit on the deal, then they pay a portion of the profit to us. So I think it's a great deal because, you know, you're as an investor, an individual angel investor, you're exposed to a lot more deals than you could ever see on your own. And they're vetted deals and they're, the due diligence has been done and the terms have been properly negotiated and, and all of that. And you get to just ride along on the same terms. I think it's a, I think it's a great deal. Okay. And, uh, you know, for, 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 for an investor who's looking into, uh, you know, making around five to 10 percent of his network into, uh, into startups, uh, do you also recommend looking at cryptocurrencies and other, you know, risky investments? Uh, or, or, you know, uh, well, we, we, we have avoided uh, crypto for the time being. Uh, there are just too many scams out there and, and ill-conceived businesses. We may take a very careful look once things start to shake out a bit, but for now, we're avoiding that space. Uh, we are big believers in blockchain technology. We have no problem investing in companies with smart applications of blockchain, but we're not investing in crypto right now. Okay, and um, are you industry agnostic, or do you, do you avoid certain industries like you know hardware or uh, you know marketplaces? We we are generally industry agnostic, but um, you know we do focus on companies, as I said, that are post revenue, and we focus on companies that are capital efficient. So there are certain industries that are are just not by their very nature capital efficient, like a lot of medical companies that, that do heavy research and development or companies that are growing their, by building more brick and mortar stores. Those types of companies are not capital efficient and we would likely avoid them. But other than those types of things, we are industry agnostic. Okay, and um, so you know, lately what what has happened is that you know tech startups are, are waiting longer for for IPOs. Uh, you know, um, so so what is your your take on that? Should should tech startups look for uh, for exits, or they should stay private, like like Uber and you know, uh, uh, just got Snapchat, uh, which which got an exit, uh, which which had an IPO in, in the recent years. So. Um, so, well, do you think it's a, it's a good uh, way whereby you know uh, startups are being private? I think you know. I, I feel strongly about this. I don't think that startup CEOs should even think about an IPO. IPOs are just too uncommon. They they're too rare. If if the company truly starts to scale at meteoric rates, like an Uber, like you mentioned then you can start to think about an IPO. But generally speaking, I think CEOs should always think about potential exit opportunities via acquisition, and they should start uh, forming relationships with potential acquirers early on if there's no competitive concern. But I don't think that they should even think about IPO. I just think that's uh, it's so unusual for an IPO to happen. 
that it's not it's not really prudent to to waste time thinking about it at, at the very early stages of a company. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, also I want to know, uh, you know, uh, uh, are there any inter interesting, you know, startups that you recently invested in, which uh, you would like to, you know, tell to the to the listeners? Oh, you know what? I, I think all of our all of our portfolio companies are interesting companies. Um, the last company we invested in about a month ago is called uh, Data Assembly, uh, and Data Assembly provides um, a terrific SaaS product to uh, big brands and retailers that give them full transparency about real-time in-store pricing data. So up until now, uh, brands had no way of knowing what the retailers were charging for their products in the stores and on a store-by-store -store basis. But with data assembly, they can get that data in real time on, on their computer and retailers can also get that data so they know what their competitors are charging for products in every store in every uh, across a whole chain so it's a real game changer and they're they're doing great so far so that's uh, the most recent company we invested in and I'm very excited about that uh, was it a seed stage investing or, or series A uh, finance uh, that was that was a uh, seed stage Okay, and you know how how many exits have you have you got till now since you you know uh, formed this uh, uh, forefront venture partners? How many did you say? How many exits have we had? Yes. Yeah, we've had uh, five exits so far, but okay. it's been early, You know, it hasn't been very long. We've only been building the portfolio started about five years ago. So we have five exits uh, so far, and there are a few more that are probably getting ready in the next few months to to exit. Okay, and, and what is usually the you know uh, you know the size of these investments uh, when you when you look at you know syndicating uh, for for each of these investments? Um, the typical size that we invest in for the syndicate, the typical amount we invest, is usually between three and five hundred thousand dollars. That's our typical amount. Okay. Okay. Oh God. And, and and do you do you only focus on U.S. startups, or do you also look at you know uh, European startups, or uh, have you have thought about looking at Indian or Chinese companies, uh, which which can get syndicated? Currently, uh, we invest in uh, U.S., Canada, Israel, and some parts of Western Europe. And the reason we don't do other we, reason we don't invest in other countries is that um, again the SEC regulations make it difficult. So uh, AngelList tells us which countries we can invest in based on the guidance that they get from the SEC. And so, uh, certain uh, certain countries, it's, uh, their laws are are very different and make the type of um, uh, disclosures required by the SEC very challenging. And so, my understanding is that um, that's why certain countries are excluded. But those are the areas that we're currently investing in. Got it. And you know, of, of, for for a beginner who wants to start investing into into angel investing, uh, you know, do you recommend any books or any angel investor whom they should follow uh, so that they could learn more about investing? 
Well, they should follow me. Uh, I I write a lot of articles um, and uh, I do podcasts like this one frequently. Uh, They can find me on medium.com. That's where I publish a lot of my articles. Um, So, and and there are lots of, uh, lots of good books. I mean, I always recommend this. I recommend a book for, for startup CEOs, but um, what you're asking for is investors um, there are a couple of good books that Brad Feld, uh, has written. Brad, uh, is, is a venture capitalist, very well-known, uh, venture capitalist and a well-known author. And Brad has written some good books about, uh, venture capital investing that I would recommend. Um, and so, uh, and there, there are a few others. Um, David Rose wrote a good book on angel investing. Uh, I don't know that, I think it's just called angel investing, uh, so there are a few good books out there. Okay. Uh, so, you know, let's do the top three. Uh, what's your favorite business book? Well, the the one, again, that I recommend to uh, startup CEOs is called The Lean Startup, uh, which I think is uh, invaluable. I think that's a, that's a great book for CEOs. Okay, and you know, if you could go back in time when you started uh, investing into startups, what is the one thing you would have focused on? Well, you know, our our approach and our investment thesis really haven't changed much since we started out. We just try to invest in great founders solving real problems in smart ways. So I think I just would have focused on on that starting out um, as as we do now. Awesome. And, and um, you know, what's your favorite online tools, example, Gmail or Slack? Uh, I would name? say, um, I would say the one that I use the most uh, is probably LinkedIn. Uh, I think I end, I end up using LinkedIn quite often. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's probably, uh, I guess you'd say that's my favorite. Okay, and uh, you know what? What is the best way people can uh, reach out to you and invest into into forefront uh, VC uh, venture partners? Uh, I believe only accredited investors can invest into uh, into into uh, angelist syndicates. Uh, accredited investors only, yeah, and um, they can go to angel.co angel.co that's angelists website and they can look up forefront venture partners or just go to our website which is forefrontvp.com they can they can read about us there and find out about the syndicate and read articles uh and and read about our investment thesis at forefrontvp.com Okay, uh, you know we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Phil, for for uh, for coming on to the show and uh, you know letting 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 us know more about the syndicate. I really appreciate talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.